welcome to a most excellent 80s movie podcast on the most excellent podcast network. It's the podcast where a filmmaker and a comedian discuss the movies from a decade that made us weird. And gosh darn it, we are going to have fun or I am going to turn this podcast around, Nathan. Um, uh, with us, as always, is Nathan Blackwell, a filmmaker of Squishy Studios, uh, the writer, director, creator, do everythinger of uh, Voyage Trekkers, which is an amazing uh, web series, as well as many other award-winning and notable projects. <laughs> well, thank you for that introduction. We're trying something new. Okay, and then also with us is Chrissy Lenz of National Comedy Theater, an improv expert, um, a theater where uh, comedy is not just the... Uh, um, I, 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 see, I'm not the improv comedian here. <laughs> she's great at it. She's she's really great, and she's funny. <laughs> so those are our credentials. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so of course we're here to talk about uh, movies from the 80s. We're going through the years. We have landed in the year 1983, uh, and we are going to talk about National Lampoon's Vacation. When you think vacation, think National Lampoon's Vacation. See the real America. Hey, underpants. Hey, yellow. It's friendly. Okay, I'm okay. Don't you want to look at the Grand Canyon? It's educational. Great. And most of all, it's fun. Like Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Imogene Coca, Randy Quaid, John Candy, and Christy Brinkley. Well, are you going to go for it? This is crazy, this is crazy, this is crazy. Take you for a ride. This summer, when you think vacation, think National Lampoon's Vacation. National Lampoon's Vacation is the story of the Griswold family and their patriarch, the lovable buffoon Clark Griswold, who's determined to take his family on a dream vacation no matter who gets killed, maimed, or dragged behind a station wagon in the process. The family takes a road trip from Illinois to Southern California to visit Wally World, Disaster and misfortune seem to find them every step of the way. This movie has it all, including a visit to Cousin Eddie, Beverly D'Angelo's boobs, hostage theme park situations, John Candy on a roller coaster, Christy Brinkley in a Corvette, baby Jenna Maroney, and Anthony Michael Hall actively going through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> on screen. On screen. Uh, yeah. So what's your life experience as it pertains to this movie? So this is this is one of those movies... Um... So okay, so this is eighty three. So mm-hmm. um, so I was about seven at the time. Um, this is one of those ones that was not too frequently on cable TV. You know, we didn't we didn't have cable TV at my my parents' house. It, it would be on my grandpa's house, um, and it was also one of those uh, movies that is kind of punctuated by these adult 
moments Mm -hmm. that probably meant that I would never see it all the way through in one sitting. Right. I'd see parts of it. Mm -hmm. And and then because this ended up being such like a a comedy classic, there's scenes and moments that you see all the time. Mm You know, repeated like the 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 car launching. You know, doing kind of a Soaring jump through the into you know, space. The Christie Brinkley <laughs> scenes are probably you know those are classic. You see those over and over again. Um, but there's some parts in this this that I, I you know I don't know when when was the last time I'd seen it all the way through, decades at least. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were some parts that I, of course, knew really, really well. I, I, I probably had seen, if there's any sequence I had seen the most of, it's the ending once they get to Wally World, you know. Um, but the rest of it, it was kind of like something you know really well, punctuated by long. Like, I don't know if I had even ever seen the Randy Quaid <laughs> farm sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I hadn't, you know. And Cousin Eddie, we remember so specifically from. Christmas vacation. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's easy to forget him in regular vacation. Yeah, in just vacation. It was almost like a prequel. Like what? Because I know, I know, I know the Christmas vacation one way better. Me too. And then to see him, it's like, oh my god, they used him. It's like, oh, he was in the first one. He was there. He was there. Oh look, it's Obi Wan and Yoda. <laughs> I, I, this was not one of the staple movies of my household no well, um, that's the thing it, it was it's it's kind of an a tw- college student kind yeah. of movie you it's know like national raunchy. lampoons national the, the the style and comedy of national lampoons is like along the same kind of level as like you know you know um saturday night live but a little raunchier like meatballs you know which harold ramus directed before this yeah, it was it was kind of pushing the edge a bit, you know. Yeah, I I as a kid I liked Chevy Chase. Oh, me too. It, it was it was like things with like you know Fletch, mm-hmm. um, and Three Amigos. I mean, Three I've, Amigos, of course. That, yeah, that's one of those movies that's like written into my DNA. Yes. Yeah, so I I didn't have a ton of experience like like you. I don't have this movie memorized start to finish. Um, I had it probably been a really long time since I sat down and watched the whole thing. Um, and there were things I loved upon this viewing and things that I really hated. Um, and so I have a lot to say, so I'm excited. Uh-huh. So, um, it's a John Hughes movie. Yeah. So it was, so directed by Harold Ramis, uh-huh. you know, of Ghostbusters, but he, you know, he also directed, um, he did Meatballs, which is, um, theoretically the very first memory I can remember, which was seeing meatballs in the drive-in. Oh, God. So I must have been like three years old. Nice. I remember the station wagon. I remember, yeah. So, um, uh, and, and then, yeah, written by John Hughes. Yeah. And based on a, a vacation story that he wrote. So I, I found out some fun things about the movie, but... Uh, first, I think we should like jump in and just talk about it, and, yeah. then, and so, then it'll be like, oh, I found out this, I found out that. Right, right. Anyway. Um, so there are things I love about this movie as much as there were things I hate about uh-huh. E.T. There are things that <laughs> yeah. I love about vacation. Uh-huh. Um, like, I just, I love misplaced enthusiasm, and yeah. I, I love, like, that he just can't be deterred. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's It's interesting. It's like, this movie is really about... The struggles of like a repressed, you know, uh, suburban dad mm-hmm. trying to engineer fun for the family 
In fact, at one point he says, we're going to have so much fucking fun. He just shouts <laughs> it at the family. They're like, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's like, you know, it's like I was I was looking for like the John Hughes DNA in this, mm-hmm. watching it. Um, and, and I think, you know, in in the whole kind of theme and pursuit of of Clark Griswold's need, mm-hmm. you know, his quest of just, this is basically kind of a, the um, a comedy, I don't want to say dissection, that's giving it maybe too much too intellectual, much but it really is like the, 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 the struggles of the, the psychological struggle, struggles of this like suburban dad who has a terrible job and he wants to do the right thing for his family. He wants to have the perfect family and he doesn't have the perfect family. He doesn't have the perfect life, but gosh darn it. He's going to have like the perfect vacation and he's putting so much emphasis into this. And and it's basically like the movie is really about the, um, it's not really the best way to go about it. You mm-hmm. know, I'm not sure if he even learns that lesson because the no, ending is so, because I, I also think that, you know we'll talk about this later but the ending was completely reshot Mm -hmm. um it didn't test well at all i mean he but they took him to like the the nth degree like he in the original version of the movie he took he went to um you know the founder mr wally roy wally yeah he went to his house i think and took him hostage yep and it was they said they repurposed the ending because they liked it that's how we ended up at the end of christmas vacation (laughs) was that they were just like okay well it didn't work for vacation vacation we'll use it in christmas vacation the whole kidnapping right hostage where he goes too far with his his boss yeah no he does not at all learn a lesson because a lot of the comedy of the movie is based on clark believing that with no knowledge at all he can just be like what does he say to the car dealer right at the beginning he's then it's eugene levy who i love um and he's just like i'm no common buffoon i won't uh-huh. be taken for a ride here mister and of course he will be taken for yeah a ride. It, 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 he kind of puts up a good fight in the beginning but when he brings the car home to his wife it's like oh no no this is this was a better deal this is you know, it's like this ah. was all my choice. I I don't make mistakes. <laughs> right. We're gonna have the time of our lives. Yeah, and he's really pushing for this, even though like no one else in the family wants to go along. But I I love looking at movies from the eighties and seeing the wonderful eighties things, like when he plays their com- their computer simulated oh, yeah. thing of like <laughs> a station wagon. Right. He's showing on their computer. He, yeah. He's like created his own little program on the computer and then they're able to play it like a video game. It's like that we can't even do that now. <laughs> we can't even do that now. No, that's not how computers work. Um I love them singing in the car when they're all just like singing songs apparently this car didn't have a radio because they're just singing and i remember doing that shit on yeah. road trips with my family where like someone would just pick a song we all had to sing it and you're just trapped there's not like the portable like entertainment devices so you just have to sing with your family um and at the beginning i really liked that it was a couple who liked each other like i sometimes react to movies where the couple like seems to hate each other and yeah the, it fighting. starts with like a premise that they're working out on an issue and during mm-hmm. the 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 quest that they solve that issue it's quite the opposite yeah they they liked each other but then at the end i was like oh i don't know if i really like that because beverly d'angelo the mom character doesn't really she doesn't have a say in anything that happens she's y- like yeah Clark, it- can't we go to hawaii and he's like no, we're doing this. Yeah, it kind of feels like halfway. It's like you know, um, 
I think that there's a lot of scenes and a lot of moments in this movie to where it was like the director and some of the creative team going, this would be a great gag. And then it kind of unfortunately trounces like any kind of character arc or or anything that like the other characters would want, you know, yeah. to where, where you get the end where you've had a good time, but you you've kind of at like what cost? Right, at, at <laughs> what cost? Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because everybody else who exists exists so that Clark can do what he needs to do. Like, they're just tools to move his story forward. Yeah. Um, And I, you know, I, I love a lovable buffoon. I do like to see him, like, stumble. And I like to, speaking of the comedy in the movie, uh, we watched Airplane, and so oh, this yeah. felt Which the same insane. to me. Yeah. It was, like, so, and one of the initial criticisms about the movie, why it was hard for them to get it made, is they were like, it's too episodic. It won't play. And it's, and they do just go from bit to bit to bit to bit with the narrative sort of stringing it all together. Right. Like the I love the bit about him falling asleep at the wheel for apparently uh-huh. miles and miles down the road. Uh-huh. This car has great, like, great um, tire suspension or whatever. It doesn't pull to the in right the or end, left. It was a good choice, yeah. <laughs> and he uh, uh, and he wakes up and he's just like, well, we're at the motel. Let's let's go. And all the little bits that they just never come back yeah. to again. And I, and I like the pace. I like the bits. I like the, um, now we're here, so here's what's happening. Now mm-hmm. we're going here, and here's what's happening. Yeah. Compared to like you know not to not to compare it to to other things, but like Meatballs was so episodic. There was no through line except we we've got to win this competition with this other camp. It was it, it, this compare vacation to Meatballs. This was ten times more structured. Yeah, you know. And I I like the idea that so many eighties movies so much of the plot hinges on the fact that they don't have GPS or phones. Like they can't, <laughs> they're just yeah. on the road. You're they don't looking know where at to that go. And, and you're asking people where to go. I remember that. It was, yeah. like, it was so hard. Like, where do you, you know, you just got to find a convenience store or just someone's like, how do I get back onto the, what happens now? Where yeah. am I? I don't oh, yeah. even know. Um, and if you're driving across country, like you're going to have those big maps that just fold out and take everything. And, you know, oh, yeah. we, we take that for granted too often that we can just be like phone tell me where to go tell me how to get where i'm going um and i love that in the age they just didn't have that and so like that's how the movies were premised is like well they're lost they're oh, on yeah. this trip they have to stop here um i did like that he balked at 37 dollars for three hotel rooms <laughs> uh-huh. it's like 37 dollars we're only getting three hotel rooms <laughs> like oh it's oh. adorable inflation has destroyed our lives <laughs> oh i'm so sad now <laughs> yep it's sad uh and and okay so before we get into the things that are problematic, just more mm-hmm. things that we love. Like, okay. I, I liked a lot of... This movie has a lot of jokes. So there's the big obvious ones, the sort of, like, smack you in the face. It's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. But there are a lot of little things that don't even get a moment's pause that are just really hilarious things that happen in the background of the scenes. Uh-huh. Like, um, Beverly D'Angelo ducking Cousin Eddie's kisses, just, like, <laughs> getting as low as she can to get away from uh-huh. them. Um, when Clark and Rusty are sitting having their like moment with the beer, like his eyeglass lens just falls out. <laughs> uh-huh, <laughs> He's yeah. just, he just keeps talking. Um, and the, my favorite one is right at the beginning where they're doing the dishes together and the dishwasher's sitting open. She's scraping food into the garbage and handing him the plates. 
and he's wiping them with a dish towel and putting them back <laughs> in the cupboard. I, I didn't notice that. The dishwasher's open. <laughs> And he's putting them in the cabinet. And I was just watching it going, what's happening? And then I read in one of the little, like, did you know that Chevy Chase was like, yeah, nobody noticed that I did that. But that's a hilarious thing that's just happening. I love that that bit. I, I, I Some of the moments I love where it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like the, the, the just the, the tackiness of these road these mm-hmm. these like these places when they were like a Dodge City the the Western place mm-hmm. and just how tacky those places are and like you know the poor employees that have to put on an an act and the 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 the, the level of respect they're just grasping onto <laughs> and just like the juxtaposition of hey we're here to have fun you know and yeah it's just all those that that was a lot of fun I I like that it was. And I, there is one point where the family wants to stay and see something. They want to stay someplace and stay or do something. Yeah. And he's like, oh, we could do that. Or we could go. The, but then we'll miss the world's largest, second largest ball of twine. The house of mud. Which is only four hours away. <laughs> yeah. The largest free freestanding structure of mud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just so excited about those things. Yeah. I, they, I feel like the movie was setting up for him to learn the lesson that kind of forcing his whole family to drag them down a certain path. No, we've got to have the perfect vacation. We've got to go to Wally World. Um, it's kind of like, if, you know, you go to the zoo and then there's that kid who's having a, a great old time just in the splash pad and then the, you got the dad. No, we've got to see the tiger. We've got to see the elephant. They're just dragging the kid, mm-hmm. kicking and screaming there. I've had uh, that experience. Like, I, I, wouldn't, I would go to the zoo with my family um, I always wanted to, and SeaWorld too. Like, I'd be like, just park me at the Stingray exhibit. I want to pet the Stingrays all day. You guys go do yeah. what you want. This is where I want to hang out. Yeah, that used to be my job. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I would see that all the time, you know. Um, just people who couldn't just, like, chill and, and let the whole family relax. They had kind of a, a list of to-dos that they had to do. And by extension, we're making their family miserable. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, the family learned that lesson, but he didn't learn that yeah. lesson. Um, there's also a hilarious moment where baby Jenna Maroney, whose name is Jen- Jenna Krakowski, Jane Krakowski, I don't remember. She's from 30 Rock. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's, small. Yeah. She's so tiny. Um, and she has this shoebox full of weed. That's like that's too much weed for one person to have. Like <laughs> that's cartel weed. Um and then and then the the daughter Audrey has it in her purse like the rest of the movie. Uh-huh. Oh, it's, there's a lot of funny stuff. Yeah. Um and then yeah, like the other things I loved John Candy in this movie is so great. He just makes movies mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. We were watching Home Alone too. It's like, oh yeah, all the parts yeah, that he's in, he's so much better. I love his his character and how much fun he has with them yeah. on the rides and yeah. Um, well, well, yeah. So so reshooting the ending, mm-hmm. they basically brought him in as kind of like a silver bullet mm-hmm. to kind of fix the ending, and it know? worked. Yeah, it did. It worked for me, uh, and I guess I guess it was a fifteen million dollar budget, uh-huh. and one whole million went to get John Candy in that last sequence wow. which i found that out and i was like what worth it worth mm-hmm. it yeah pay that john candy money get him on the set 
Okay, so were there other things that you loved? Yeah, well, the, moments yeah, that you just enjoyed? like yeah, there were. There's just uh, yeah, a lot of the gags that I liked was just Clark dragging them into terrible situations, you know. And then and and I also really liked the moments to where, you know, um, it was just him and Beverly D'Angelo, and it was like, yeah. They, you know, they're adults, but they still want to fool around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they still want to have a, you know, it's like you get to a point where you still feel like a kid or a teenager or whatever. And it's like, okay, the kids are asleep. You know, we don't have to be parents right now. We can be actual humans right now. And and those kind of moments were fun where yeah, you have the jokes, but you've got the actual like humanity in there too, you know. And then the kids burst in. And then mom is covered, is just buried in the covers. Like, don't talk to your mom. <laughs> I'm in here, kids. <laughs> that was a great part. I like that a lot. Um, but it sort of feeds into something that totally bugged me about the movie watching it this time was the whole the whole Christy Brinkley thing. Like, mm-hmm. that really bugged me. Mm-hmm. And I hated the moment most where... He kind of got away scot-free with it. He completely did. Because at the end... So he he has been seeing this woman the whole time they're on the road. This beautiful Christy Brinkley in a her. fantasy. Basically, he's yeah. got his junked l- up <laughs> his lead lead his family that's mm-hmm. weighing him down, and mm-hmm. and there's that part of him that just wants that fantasy. And he says know? to her when they meet, finally meet and talk at the pool, he's like, "Oh, those people who are with me, no, they're they're just a cover story." Yeah, I, I don't care about them at all, and I hated that. Yeah, and and she kind of forgives him i mean she pouts for a minute she not only forgives him she blames herself she says <laughs> uh it's because i'm not fun i can be fun and then she goes skinny dipping in the right. pool and i was like so angered by that moment just to be like no he's being a dick you be mad at him he's the arb- the orchestrator of like all of your pain <laughs> like he's <laughs> being a dick he deserves to be punished and I didn't like that. Yeah, I concur. Yeah. But she's like, I can be fun, too. Like, that's not the problem, lady. The problem is not that you are not fun. You're fine. In fact, she's a real champ. She is a sport. She's the, the, the wife we should all dream of. And then this movie also had one of those moments um, that I've decided I'm going to call the what it is moment. Mm-hmm. Because it happens in so many 80s movies where the white protagonists encounter black people of any kind <laughs> and then they're always like what <clears throat> it is hello uh-huh. i can speak jive like what up homes yeah and it's and that's the com- that's the joke yeah, that, that I, I think we can agree that's cool. the most embarrassing scene other than if you're a redneck I, yeah, I forgot to say, too, like, about the Christy Brinkley thing. Um, like, I read in the, like, IMDb Did You Know facts that the girl in the Corvette was supposed to be a teenage girl that would be sort of flirting with Rusty as they went along. And uh, Harold Ramis and John Candy, John Candy, no, Harold Ramis and Chevy Chase rewrote it so that it would be uh, Christy Brinkley and that she would be... Um, Right, because he's got to be, he's the lead, he's got to be He's got to be in top of everything. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Although, Chevy kind of shoehorned that in there. There's a moment, or not, a, so in the remake, which I do want to talk about, mm-hmm. uh, I, they re, they redo that. They give Randy that sort of oh, that's good. girl that he keeps seeing. And it's like, it's the Christy Brinkley thing, but it is it is Randy's, Russ, Russ, 
Why do you keep saying Randy? <laughs> Randy <Rust>. Quaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Rusty. Um, but yeah, like that is the thing that happens in 80s movies. And I think I read something too that like Harold Ramis did not like that sequence and thought it was the most inappropriate. Right, yeah. So, so shot. the, um, you, you could, you could see the, uh, if you watch vacation, you're like, oh, 80s people, they didn't understand. They didn't know. So I, from what I read, they were, they totally understood how politically incorrect that mm-hmm. scene was when they shot it. Mm-hmm. And everyone was uncomfortable with it. <laughs> everyone would was upset with that scene yeah but i think i think yeah i think the the it was probably the director or the director and writer who basically no no i think this could work this is funny let's let's do this kind of and then people kind of trusted them to do it but i yeah i think that part does not hold up well that part does Um, not but i will say like some of the lines are pretty funny where where he's like no we got to show the kids all of america they Mm -hmm. need to see the urban plight kids do you notice anyone's plight like that's a funny we can't close our eyes to to plight of the city yes (laughs) so i know that was funny Uh but um yeah the and they see the the word retard and which is like one of my favorite movies is bill and ted's excellent adventure and they they say a word in there that i just every time it happens i'm like oh i want to do that thing my parents did which is beep it out for them so that they never hear that word but so what would be the so if we did so i i i like the idea of them turning off and getting in the wrong part of town Mm -hmm. but if yeah if you could twist it and turn it into a totally different situation where you're still kind of like uncomfortable white suburban family inner city neighborhood and then twist it in a way that was not so i I feel like more modern movies have done that have twisted it so that like the people are actually helpful and and are you know just normal people um yeah if they just remove the racial aspects mm -hmm. to it you know i think so uh yeah yeah but i mean because it's total open season on rednecks in this movie oh sure yeah i mean you know they get it the worst in this entire movie Mm, you know it's like mm -hmm. the whole yeah i'm the best it was it i'm the best at french kissing my dad tells me so yeah uh uh-huh Oh god (laughs) and the the girl who doesn't talk like Uh she was born without a tongue clark yeah they're, that whole family is just, I think I raised them from my mind because they're so gross. <laughs> they're so creepy. And the son with the nudie magazines. Ugh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Um, so have you seen the, it's not a remake. Right. It's sort of well, a Well, that's reboot. the thing. I, I, yeah. I, so I, I haven't seen it. I just, I just watched the trailer and I was actually, I, I, I liked that it was um, technically the fourth vacation movie, you know, because he's playing the dad in in the in vacation which came out what two years ago uh yeah 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 so it's the son yeah so he russ yeah russ and he is taking his family on a trip yeah that's a good that's a good angle i think it is and like i think it got a bad rap because we actually rented it one night just you know and didn't even rent it i think it was like at the point where it became free on amazon or something it was on prime and we watched it and I loved it. Like I thought hmm. it was hilarious, and I, I, yeah, I haven't seen it. I thought it was great, so I want to encourage people to give it a second chance because it really is. It's like the son taking that journey, and who is he as a father, and um, you know, what does his family go through as he takes them through all this same steps that Clark sort of forced them to go on. And you know, Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo do have a cameo. They have a little bed and breakfast, and you see the car <laughs> uh-huh. parked out in front of it and stuff. And there was um. It made me laugh, though. Like, there was a part that made me laugh so hard, we had to pause the movie <laughs> because I couldn't stop laughing. And 
it was so they're driving around in this uh, car. So their version of the bad car is a, a rental they have to get, which is like Ukrainian or something. So none of the buttons make any sense. And throughout the movie, they keep pushing buttons that make like ridiculous thing happen, like like James Bond stuff, like the bottom falls off the car, or like oil shoots out the back, or crazy things. And uh, like of course, the radio only plays like foreign, really scary sounding. Uh, not that foreign stuff is scary, but. Jesus Christ. It only plays scary stuff. Uh, and so at one point, <laughs> Ed Helms pushes a button, and the driver's seat slowly rotates 360 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> it's just, it happens so slow that it, I think that's what really got me because as he's like 45 degrees away from the steering wheel, he's like, okay, all right, uh, we this could be fine. We can handle this. And it just slowly comes back to the front. <laughs> it's like, why is that button there? It's you got to see it if you only, even only just watch that scene. It really struck me funny. Uh, but I feel like, yeah, if you were going to like remake this movie or update it, make it modern, that's that's what they did. They did yeah. it. They found Ed Helms and got him some new awkward kids and stuck it in there. But I think people were so resistant to it that they like didn't give it a chance. Yeah. And I don't know that it's great, but it is funny. Right. How, how have you seen the, the second movie, European European Vacation? I don't think I have. I I, I isn't I, is that the one that has Eliza Dushku, or am I thinking of Vegas Vacation? Oh geez, I didn't know there was a Vegas Vacation. Because the bit is they change the kids each time. Oh, yeah. and one of them it's Eliza Dushku from uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the Dollhouse. But that might have been Vegas. I haven't. I don't think I've seen either all of European Vacation or Vegas Vacation. Mm-hmm. I don't I think, think I Anthony Michael Hall's in the second one in European. Is he? I think he is. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, the internet's are screaming at us right now. Because in in Christmas Vacation, it's the guy from Big Bang Theory. Uh, Am I making that up? I'm, I have to look it up now. I'm pretty sure it's the guy from Big Bang Theory, and um, also he's in Roseanne. Am I being insane? Does that sound at all right to you? At least we're getting it on uh, a podcast. Yeah, to- totally different kids for. Did you get Euro- it? <laughs> European. Is it? Dana Hill and Jason Lively. Yeah, I think that's kind of the bit, is that the kids are so inconsequential that they they change from movie to movie. Yeah, Rusty is uh, Johnny Galecki. Rusty. Yeah, so, and so he's Big Bang Theory, right? And Juliette Lewis. And Juliette Lewis, yeah. All right. Okay, and then eventually it's Eliza Dushko, so. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. We checked the internet. We've learned all the facts we Okay, yes. To know. Different kids every time. Um, and I did, I love... I love the comedy bit at the end, that scene at the end where they're all writing things with the cops, like the bit of them like waving to Roy Wally with the handcuffs going clang, clang, clang. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, and also like riding the rides by themselves in the park with, you know, who cares? Like they're with the cops and stuff, but like just getting your family to have the whole place yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a dream come true. All right. What did we miss that you wanted to talk about? Um, I noticed that. In the slow motion running shot, which was you know a parody of what uh, Chariots of Fire, mm-hmm. that there was a f- that they they must have had some kind of shiny reflection board on them, which was shaking as they were shooting that slow motion shot, so you could see like the light on them fluttering all the time. Mm. Ooh, yeah, that's a filmmaker. That's thing a filmmaker thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I did read a lot about how everybody hated that reshot ending because it was super duper hot. 
at um, Six Flags where they filmed it, and they kept having to ride the rides, and so everyone. Oh was yeah, just so so sick. so yeah, you would probably you know if you're filming it, you'd lock the camera down, and then you would just because I mean the roller coaster ride, I mean it's what like a couple minutes, two minutes, something like that, and so you'd probably want to do just a couple of them, like four in a row, and yeah, everyone was just puking out of their noses. Oh my god, that's so gross. And they're like, yeah, no, I really was terrified. That really did suck. And, like, Anthony Michael Hall is so much taller at the end of the movie. <laughs> I love all their clothes. I just, I love 80s mu- movies for, the, yeah. like, the fashion. The this, fashion this, for a, as an 80s movie, this is pretty great. In it terms is. of just And I do recommend can... people watch it. And I think the same is true of, of Airplane, the other comedy that we discussed, which is, like, yeah, those jokes are dated. Um, but that's what joke, that's what, that's where we were at. In 1983, like, what can you say about it? That's yeah. where we, that's where we were, um, and I think it's funny, and I think I do think it holds up. Like, watching, watching it now, I enjoy all the the quirkiness about the 80s stuff. You know, aside from those little things that I already mentioned, uh, I like watching you know an 80s comedy sort of unfold in that way, uh, and I think this one holds up. I enjoyed it. I'll wait 10 years and watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. All right. So what is your deep cut recommendation? We're going to do movie right. or TV and something that's not movie or TV. So I, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do not a movie or TV. My actual deep cut recommendation is go on a, is a road trip. Go on a road trip. What a, a <laughs> real life thing. Are like a real life virtual? road trip. A yeah. Pokemon Go. What, what are we yeah. Doing? You I can don't... play Pokemon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Go to road Get trip, road car? trip to California. Get to a nice place that Pokemon spawn. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I. Yeah, even if it's just a road trip to, uh, it's like we're in Phoenix, two hours up north to Flagstaff. You know, go on a road trip. Remember what it's like to, to drive somewhere, not fly somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and, and preferably take someone or some ones with you. It's like watching this movie i had so many good memories of of the of just the family trips i mean that's that's the way it, i mean that was really what do do people still do that i don't know you've got a family i i never take them anywhere they they live in a bunker yeah. and i just trot them out for public appearances we do road trips pretty regularly but to southern california we've never right. driven across country like these oh, people yeah. my family did that when we were kids we drove all over this country we drove to florida once we drove up to vancouver once yeah we drove like maniacs yeah it was too much well my dad was an rv guy ah see that's that's living in luxury yeah my we my dad had a van and so it was like a mini it was like a moving room oh Yikes! (laughs) Yikes! <laughs> With dark windows, I but that was pretty exciting because yeah. you would be you would be in the van, and they you'd usually be playing with some toy you you got just for the trip. I was like, oh my god, it's a new Star Wars toy, whatever. And so you're in the back of this moving room, <laughs> <laughs> and then a couple hours later, you open it up and it, there's a forest. Like you're you're in the forest of like Prescott or something like that, and it's like, oh my god, yeah, that's say fun. Yeah, traveling in an RV is kind of a unique experience. Um, ours was a converted Greyhound bus. Oh, wow. And, you know, it had a cassette tape deck, and my parents had, like, eight cassette tapes. And it was, like, Barbara Mandrell and, and Crystal Gale. And so, like, that's what you listened to. Um, I rem- remember one time I got in trouble for playing one of my mixtapes, and there was, like, a Guns N' Roses song or something. And my mm-hmm. mom's like, this is filth. It's Satan music. <laughs> So back to Barbara Mandrell. 
Uh, I wonder if you could like make a fortune uh, offering millennials uh, like curated 80s road trips and just be like, nope, you get 1980s technology, sit in the back of my car, I will drive you. That would be pretty great. You like, could hook up with Uber somehow. You get a van. Mm-hmm. It's only a, a certain collection of, of eight tracks. Yep. You know? And that's Bring it. your 80s clothes. Uh-huh. And we'll just point out the way the world was back yeah, then. Yeah, and, and then you and then you hit specific like you know the world's mm-hmm. largest twine, or here's the 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 T Rex statue, you know, or or whatever like that, you know. You, yeah, I love it. Yeah, root, I bet you six, could. Route sixty six. I bet you could like come up with a few like take people to those TP um in Wikiup mm-hmm. and the Space Age Lodge Motel, and like that's where you stay, and we'll take you on an eighties road trip. That'd be awesome. We're and then put you this and then, and then you get there and then the the theme continues. Yeah. It's, the rooms have been rented. There's like, you know, like a buffet or some kind of event there and you're just We show you 80s movies. Bonfire? Yeah, you you watch a a movie projected out there and there's a bonfire and it's just There's something there. I think okay. there's something here. What if you ended a summer camp? Oh, that'd be great. What if like each part of the journey is like related to an 80s movie and you ended a summer <laughs> camp and you have to do camp activities? And you hire a bunch of actors to be the preppy kids from across the lake. This is a deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm, I think this is a really good idea, though. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah, the camp counselors. There's the preppy kids. and yeah. then there's... <laughs> there's the nerdy kids. You could pay extra to be part of the preppy kids. <gasps> yep. Yes, you could. You can either stay at our camp or you can stay across the lake at Camp Tiger Claw, which is nicer. <laughs> right. There's an upcharge, Ca- though. Camp Cobra Kai. What? Oh, my God. Yes. We teach you karate. We play Top Gun volleyball. Oh, this so is, it's writing itself. Oh, my God. We're gonna, I'm going to make this happen. I'm, so, I'm going to be so depressed when this doesn't happen it's in a few minutes. It's going to happen. <laughs> Not going to happen in a few minutes, but I'm going to make it happen someday. By the time we get to the end of like season four of this. After we make all this podcast money. Oh, my God. When we have piles of it that we don't know what to do with, we'll, we're going to make this happen. Um, so my deep cut recommendation, I had so many. Um, I, I want to recommend Funny Farm, the movie with Chevy Chase. Uh, where he's plays a guy who wants to be an author, so he moves him and his wife out to the country, and hilarity ensues. Find it. It's awesome. Okay, what else do we need to do here? So how many times did Holiday Road play? Holiday Road. I think four. I think four was the count. I think more than four. It's all over that movie. Maybe four is when I stopped counting. Mm-hmm. And you just stopped hearing it because it became part of your right. brain space. You know, I like how there's a strange smell and you just get used to it. Like mm-hmm. Holiday Road was that where you just become numb and you just it just becomes normal. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what the people who had to edit that sound must have felt like? <laughs> Were they like enough already? You just finished editing sound. So yeah. you just get like ear uh-huh. sick of things. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you make coffee, you're just like, if I see one more cup of coffee, right. do I have to hear it? You know what Road? we need is we need, besides recommendations, is some kind of sum up moment. Like mm-hmm. how well does this stand up? Like a rating? Yeah. How many holiday roads is this? How many holiday roads do we give it? On a scale of one to ten. Like how well does this hold up? Yeah, I like that. Let's do it. We can start with a scale of one to ten and then amend it as needed so like so what would be at the one and what would be at the 10 like a 10 movie that totally holds up that's still perfect and wonderful would be something like back to the future right and a one would be like um birth of a nation what is that (laughs) um look at it okay (laughs) i meant from the 80s is that right no it's not from the 80s what's a terrible movie from the 80s that is horrible and doesn't hold up i feel like anything i say is gonna get me in trouble because i would probably say flight of the navigator it's not great. 
I mean, I loved it as a kid, but I rewatched it, tried to get my kids to like it. Okay, so one being E.T. No. <laughs> right? No. <laughs> no. And ten being E.T. And ten being E.T. Where between E.T. to E.T. Okay, so where would you rate this on that scale? Um, Seven comes to mind, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a solid seven. Not, not like a ringing explosion. Yeah. I'd put E.T. at ten. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll go with that. I'll agree to seven. How does that hold up? Yeah, I think you'll so. allow it. I will, because I think that if you had a like a you know cult classic style retro screening of this, people would come and be excited, and they would dress up and right. But it's it's not like a holy crap, you know, blow the hair back. You right. Know. Whereas I would say, like I would say, Christmas vacation is that for people like the moose mugs and the you know people like go nuts about christmas vacation i think i think seven's good yeah well assessed so not not to deep you know to, since we just invented this right now where would you put our where would you put airplane which we covered first i'd give airplane a five a five yeah i'd, I'd definitely give it higher um i'd probably give it a seven as well because mm-hmm. um, there was a lot because also coming into it there was a lot with airplane. I felt like uh, this just won't hold up, and mm-hmm. it was surprisingly funny. Still funny, yeah. But not. But again, there was plenty of. I mean, it, it's a shotgun. It's like a Gatling gun of it jokes. Is. It's like they you just know? throw them at you, and if you miss yeah. one, you don't like one. Well, don't worry. There's the next one is happening. <laughs> right. You're missing it right now, thinking about how you didn't um, like that one. And then Escape from New York, I'd put pretty high. I'd put a eight, maybe eight point five. I think eight point five. Eight point five. Uh, I don't know. And then E.T., I think, I, I is... I might go higher on Escape, because I think that there are so many reasons to rewatch that movie. There's a litany of reasons that you would be like, Conte- you know what? Contemporary... Let's watch Escape from New York right, right. now. And I, I feel like if you had a screening of that, people would come, they would dress up, they would be excited. It's exciting. I think, in fact, I think that might have happened recently. Yeah. And people were probably excited. Um, and then you, you give E.T. a 10. For personal reasons, I abstain. Obviously. Yes. Uh, and then, so. Uh, so that leaves us, so what movie is next week? Next week, we are doing, from 1984, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Ooh, a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh. The Christmas of your nightmares. That didn't make sense. Right. That wasn't, that didn't make sense. It's in the podcast. I'm excited, though. I'm really excited to watch I am, too. Yeah. I just said A Nightmare Before Christmas because you <laughs> right. put it in my head. Nightmare on Elm Street. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Baby Johnny Depp. Super excited. A horror movie. I love it. Yeah. I've got strong feelings about Nightmare on Elm Street. Good. We shall discuss. Yeah, excited. All right. Uh, So to be sure to join us for that, uh, as always, you can find us online at mostexcellentpod.com. Find the Most Excellent Facebook group uh, and Instagram. We are Most Excellent Pod. You can find Nathan at squishystudios.com. Yes. And also, like, just Google Voyage Trekkers. Right. And watch it. Voyage Trekkers. T-R-E-K-K-E-R-S. Trickers. Find it. You won't regret it. And then Chrissy Lenz at National Comedy Theater, NCT.com. NCT Phoenix. NCT Phoenix. That's right. Yeah. And for National C for Comedy, T for Theater, Phoenix, all spelled out, dot com. Uh, You guys know the podcast drill. Help us out. Like, rate, review, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Are there other things? Whatever things there are, do them. 
if there are other ways that you can let people know, go ahead and do go that. Go ahead and do that. If you come up with a rating system, like how many DeLoreans do you give this movie? I don't know. We'll think of it. We'll maybe do a different one for each. I don't know. Uh, thank you for listening. And while you're out there in the world, remember not to close your eyes to the plight of the city. <laughs> uh, to be excellent to each other and... Holiday Road. <laughs> <laughs>